Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love yourself, others, and higher nature, how to improve your relationships, finances, career, emotional, and spiritual health. And right now, we're facing a very big challenge. The virus is spread throughout the world. People are lonely, frustrated, suffering from health, financial, and emotional issues. Yet in all that gloom and doom, there is positive news. More people are helping each other. Neighbors are helping each other. People are listening to each other more. And there's more of a sense of connection in some ways. So today's topic has to do with altruism, the idea that helping behavior can change your life, helping others. Altruism is defined as helping others without expecting anything back. So it can be as simple as smiling at someone you don't know, saying hello, opening a door for somebody. Or it can be heroic, jumping into an icy river to save the life of somebody, maybe even a stranger. So you might wonder, why does someone give up their money, their time, energy, and even sometimes their their safety and their health, even their very lives to help someone else? One theory is based on evolutionary psychology or biology. Darwin said that there is a social instinct that we have for sympathy and benevolence to help others. This is especially the case if it's your family member. According to evolutionary theory, if your family member or your child is in danger, you would sacrifice yourself, maybe even your life, so that their gene pool would go on to the next generation to pass on your genes. We even see this self-sacrificial nature in animal species. Honeybees will sting an invader to protect the hive, even though by stinging, it brings about their own death. So they're willing to sacrifice themselves for their community. Also, there are brain center rewards that we have when we give. Research shows that we increase our level of dopamine, which is a feel-good chemical in our brain when we volunteer, help, or serve others. Also, there's environmental influences. For example, young children who observe altruistic behavior, adults helping each other, often do the same. They model the behavior that they see adults do, helping and giving. Now also, who is the most altruistic in terms of, for example, age? Now typically elderly people, older people are more altruistic, and research shows that baby boomers, those born between the years of 1946 to 1964, are the most altruistic of age ranges. One study, they found that over 80% of baby boomers held an elevator door for someone, gave directions, and donated clothes. And the least altruistic were the millennials, even though they even admitted they weren't as serving as others. But then, of course, there are millennials that are altruistic, and maybe some baby boomers aren't. So it can be a general uh, trend. Now, in terms of gender, it takes men longer to get to their altruistic peak. Typically, women are more emotionally mature than men, 11 years more. So it might take men into their early 40s until they have their altruistic highest level, be able to give and serve others. And the other factor is empathy. People who are more empathetic are more likely to be altruistic, to give to others. So empathy means that you're able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. For example, a waiter is working very hard and you notice that they're very strained, you might give them an extra tip because you feel for their plight. Or a friend who's very sad, you can listen to them with full attention because you have empathy for their position. Now, there are many benefits that come from being altruistic, not just to help others or society, but even to help yourself. There's something called the helper's high. They did a study with thousands of volunteers, and they found that 73% of them said helping reduced their stress, 83% of them said it improved their self of well-being, and 92% of them said it enriched their life. Another study found that alcoholics who help other alcoholics feel less depressed and more positive. And overall, you have better mental health and physical health, and even longer life when you help other people and are altruistic. In one study, they followed a group of mothers for 30 years, and they found that those who volunteered and helped had 16% less major illness. Also, they found in a different study that constant volunteering actually lowered your mortality rate by 44%. So you actually live longer when you help others and volunteer. Another advantage of being an altruistic person, giving without expectation, is that you have more social support. People are likely to help you back, which is called reciprocal altruism. So maybe you help someone who's out of work, and then when you're out of work, they're going to help you back, give you a ride, maybe lend you some money. 
listen to you. Another great advantage of being altruistic is that you have a better perspective on life. You're more grateful. When you help someone who's less fortunate, you realize how much you have in abundance, whether it's your health, your finances, your family, your ability to work. So it gives you a larger understanding of things. Also, it creates a better community. The idea of pay it forward. We've seen situations where someone is at a coffee place and a drive-thru, and they pay for the coffee of the person behind them, and then they do the same for the person behind them. So it can become a great circle and cycle of giving and loving energy as you start to do it, others do it as well when they imitate what you're doing. It can even improve your relationships being altruistic. Women tend to find men who are altruistic more attractive. Altruistic singles are more likely to be in a relationship in the following year than others who are not as altruistic. And also married couples who have what's called altruistic love, unconditional love, have greater marital and personal happiness. So they would say yes to the phrase, I would sacrifice for my loved one's benefit. And those who have that altruistic love often have that stronger bond, more emotional connection. Now, there is one caveat or one possible drawback to altruism is having too much altruism at your own expense, what we call pathological altruism. Someone who denies their self-care. They don't eat or sleep as much, and they don't exercise, and they spend all their time helping the other person, even codependent, trying to save someone from an addiction or bad habit, but they sacrifice themselves. So you want to have a good balance between self-care and also giving to others. So you can you know, get a massage or exercise, have a spiritual practice, meditate, spend time with loved ones, and do things that will recharge your batteries so you can have more energy to give to others. But because of all the benefits we're looking at, not just individually, but society-wise, altruism is something that's very positive. Now, of course, in our society today, it's even more valuable that we help each other get through these difficult times. So how do you increase your altruism? First of all, you do it by increasing your empathy. As we mentioned earlier, people who are more empathetic are more altruistic. So you can start to imagine other people's lives from their perspective, their joys, their sufferings, what motivates them. Again, you might have a waitress at a restaurant and you can ask them, what is your dream or goal in life? Maybe she wants to be a singer maybe an artist, a writer, maybe just to stay home with their kids. And they might express some pain that they have because they're not doing that. And you can be very empathetic and also have compassion, which means you want to relieve their suffering. You might listen to them, maybe give them some advice or a connection. The other thing that's important to do when you're giving to others or altruistic is to give what you do best, whatever your talent is. In Spanish, we call it don that comes from the word don divino or gift from God. So maybe your talent is in mathematics, being a teacher, a writer, working with your hands. So you want to match that. For example, if you have a charitable organization that builds homes for homeless people, but you're not good with your hands, you're not good at that, maybe that's not your right volunteering task. Maybe you can work in accounting if you go with numbers or writing to do press releases or teaching or helping in different ways. So find a talent that matches whatever charity or, or thing you want to help in. Another good thing to do is to keep what's called a helping journal. Write down every time you help someone, and it could be as simple as smiling and saying hello, open, holding open the door. And how did you feel about it? What was your emotion? Did you feel joyful, contented, or maybe you felt guilty or burdened or obligated? Maybe there's a person that takes from you all the time, a so-called friend, but they're really using you and manipulating you, and they're not really giving anything back in terms of love or anything else. So you might reconsider that kind of giving and give to a direction where it will be reciprocated, or at least it will be used in a positive direction. And here's a very powerful tool to help your altruism. It's called visualization or priming. Priming means that you will put an idea in your head, a suggestion that giving is good so that you will be more likely to do it. You will be motivated to do it. So you begin by thinking of people who have helped you in life, that supported you, maybe a mentor, a coach, a parent, a pastor, and how you felt when they helped you, how much you appreciated their help. And that positive energy, that feeling you have can transfer over to other people that you help as well. Also, imagine that you're giving loving energy without expectation as an outward flow from yourself to that person or persons. Start with someone very close to you, your loved one, maybe your husband or wife, love partner, children, 
Imagine yourself smiling at them with great love and appreciation. And then see them smiling back at you and laughing in delight and pleasure. Do the same thing. Imagine doing that with your close friends, your acquaintances, and even a stranger, someone you help, maybe even a homeless person that you see somewhere. And you smile at them in a positive way and they smile back and laugh in appreciation and connection. As you do that, you're going to have more of that loving energy kind of start to circulate everywhere you go and come back to you as you bring it out. And also, you can write down a message of helping. And this message can be something like, giving loving energy is the best thing you can do. And you can put it somewhere in your house, maybe in your bathroom mirror, so you can look at it every day and remind yourself. And you start to implant in your mind the idea, the suggestion that giving is good, it's positive. They did a fascinating study in a French restaurant where some of the customers in the restaurant, at the end of their bill, they had an altruistic message, something like, a good turn never goes amiss. In other words, if you help someone else, it's going to come back in a, in a positive way or something's going to happen that's beneficial. Those that had that message at the end of their bill were twice as likely to leave an extra tip in addition to the regular tip in the bill. And they, had, they gave higher tips, more tips, because they had that feeling inside of giving is good. And finally, once you have all this feeling of positive energy and the understanding that giving is good and helping is good, go out every day and help one person per day. Make that your mission. It could be as simple as giving a sincere compliment. Something about the article of clothing, about their personality, someone you talk to or meet. And you do this without expectation. And that's the key. We always talk about this at Love University. When you love someone without expectation, you're not expecting that they will respond or even like you back, but you're just doing that because you are a loving person and you're extending that energy. Now, someone else may respond to you, maybe in a positive way you don't even expect, but it doesn't matter because you're extending that loving energy and you're being altruistic, again, without expecting anything in return. So loving yourself, you know, giving yourself self-care, loving others, helping them without expectation, and finally loving a higher nature, which is the most positive part of you, your compassion, your gratitude, your empathy. So make that your mission this week, love university students. Go out there and look for ways you can do that. It could be simple, holding open a door, carrying someone's groceries, helping an elderly person cross the street, listening to a hurting friend with empathy, not just thinking about what you want to say in return, but actually fully listening to their emotional reactions, maybe their pain, their sadness, their loneliness, maybe giving them some positive feedback, some advice or tips, spending time with them, doing things with them. There are many ways that you can help other people volunteer for a charity, humanitarian organization, work in a hotline for people that are depressed, uh, do something with your hands, maybe baking cookies and giving them out to people that they really need them. We all need cookies, right? <laughs> so make this your challenge this week. And Love University students, we want you to really uh, join our community of people that are like-minded, that have positivity and loving energy in their heart and want to help other people. And we have a very special program, actually, that we're developing now. We call it the 60-Day Love You Soulmate Search. Based on my best-selling book, Love Types, which talks about Myers-Briggs personality types and compatibility, we will offer you the opportunity to come on the show and actually meet your soulmate based on compatibility, personality styles. So if you want to be on our show, you can write to us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. Call us at 310-226-8090. Tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you want in a potential soulmate. And then we can give you the love type questionnaire, which is a very short test on personality, and then help you meet someone on the show that has a similar personality type. For example, whether it's introvert or extrovert, thinker or feeler, these are the dimensions. And then there's 16 different love types. You could be an idealistic philosopher, you could be a gentle artist, a performer, wheeler dealer, and we match you with people that are similar, like-minded, because those are the relationships that work the best. So again, email us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com, call us at 310-226-8090, to participate in the 60-day Love You Soulmate Search. And the best thing of all is we're going to pay for your date. Well, at least one of the best things of all. So you can go out and meet this person, interact with them, and get to know them. So Love University students, if you want to be part of our community, you can subscribe to us on Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. 
Like us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Love Letter U Podcast. So go out this week and decide you will be an altruistic person. Give positivity, loving energy, and help one person every day and see what happens to your life. And send us some of your success stories. We look forward to hearing from you. And make this a loving week. So this is Dr. Alex Avila. Put away your pens, your notepads, your iBooks, your phones, and go out and have an altruistic, loving week. This is Dr. Avila. 